0: Hello, I'm Michael Barr. And I'm Scott Soschnick. Every week at this time, plus Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, we explore the big money issues in the world of sports.
1: On this week's show, we are going to talk about the top stories of the week. And joining us, as with all of our other shows, Bloomberg Business of Sports reporter Eben Novi Williams. We have to start a snippy Matt Patricia, the head coach of the Detroit Lions. He got mad because I guess a reporter was trying
0: to ask him a question and he didn't like his posture. You know how I bring this back to the business of Sports Bar? What the NFL has created is a system whereby these coaches, no matter whether they're 1-12, in in 12-1, they got the headsets, that the coaches and the owners have become the real authority figures because the players have the helmets on. Basically, you don't know anybody unless they're a star quarterback in the league, but all of the coaches have become this Big time authority figure, the faces of their franchises, and I think it leads to moments like this, where Matt Patricia is asked by a reporter about Golden Tate and why the team is now better. And rather than just answer the man's question, the reporter got a lecture on posture. How do you
2: think this movie makes your
0: franchise better?
2: Um, well, you know. Like, do me a favor, just kind of sit up and just like have a little respect for the process. Every day you come in and ask me questions and you just kind of like, you know, give me this. But I mean, like, just, just be a little respectful. Just I'm asking just to be a little respectful in this whole process, okay? So ask me a question professionally and I'll answer it for you.
0: Ask me a question professionally. This coming from the man who I believe, where did I first see on Twitter? Like dressed like he pulled his, his attire out of the laundry bin. Yeah,
2: I With saw. a
0: pencil stuck in his ear, <laughs> like a contractor ready to measure twice, cut once. And he's lecturing a reporter on like, don't slouch when you ask me a question. It's the insanity, and you see this, and we're going to talk about college football here. The power, or the seeming power, that these guys think they have.
1: First, the Lions are three and four. That's maybe, good for the Lions. And may- <laughs> yeah, it is. You're the Detroit guy. I'm you saying, you'll take that. I, maybe Patricia. He was upset because let's think about it. The Lions. They got to head to Minnesota. They have to take on Adam Thielen. And then they got to go face the Chicago Bears on the road the following week. I wouldn't want to do that. Then you got to play host to the Carolina Panthers and then the Los Angeles Rams. And I think the Bears are inserted in there for another time. So
0: I have been yelled at by so many coaches in my career, just whether they're angry. I mean, one of my first assignments ever as as a newbie in this business, I asked, Jim Bayheim, a question about Lawrence Moten, I think he was. He missed a free throw, and Lawrence said it was my fault we lost. And I said, said, do you think it was Lawrence's fault, like trying to maybe do something afterwards, how he accepted the blame, but surely it wasn't his? Have you ever had a thought in your life? I I just don't get it. You know how you, you do the job respectfully and the way it's supposed to be done? By not responding with things like that. If I ask a question, answer it. It's very simple. That's part of the job. I think too many of these coaches forget that the media is just as much a part of the job as diagramming plays, calling plays, X's and O's. It's part of the job. And I didn't know. I know. I went to journalism school. I, I mean, I remember lots of years of journalism school. Never once did a book or a practical or a professor ever tell me, when you're asking that question, be sure you're sitting at a at a 90 degree angle
2: do you do you think that we hear about these these instances more just because of the kind of media era we're in absolutely with, with they ha- but they happen all the time yeah I, I i we just hit the the 15th anniversary of that that great herm edwards press conference that we play to win the game you yep. know you know that yep. one you um, played to win <laughs> the game exactly which is you know like a cult classic now um but i was reading f- from journalists who were there in the room when it happened uh who said that it, it was never it wasn't a big deal when it happened even a couple of days after it wasn't a big deal because there was not this easy way to to, to share that clip all over for people to be outraged about it and that it's taken on a life of its own, kind of in this era where you can pop it up on YouTube whenever you want and just play it, which wasn't an option back then. Um, I, I've only I done reporting more, in the Twitter just, yeah. era, but I'm you haven't, so if, if, I'm curious if what you're. If your... you're asking, I don't
0: think it's any more prevalent
2: now. That's what I'm asking. I, yes,
0: we are just seeing it. Yes, hmm. I, I I agree with there have that. There've
2: been grouchy coaches
0: forever. <laughs> yeah, but that's part of the that's part of the gig. Your media obligations are part of the gig, and it's sort of like you know Belichick does it. In this comical
1: character, and by the way, Matt Patricia, in case is, anybody a, is doesn't a know, is, yes, is a disciple from
0: Belichick. A- absolutely, but Belichick at this point, I don't, I don't think I'd ever see him tell somebody well, ask the question uh, respectful because you're slouching. That 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 doesn't seem that that doesn't seem like he'll just give his bland answer, and it's it's kind of funny. It's sort of the Greg Popovich thing, which became a a big deal, and TNT always wanted to publicize those those after period interviews with Popovich. But I just, I think it's all part of this, the power that the coaches feel, whether it's over the players, over the media, whatever it may be, it's part of that big power that coaches have.
2: Do you think Matt Patricia gets a call from his boss this week and says, come on, man? He should.
0: He should. I don't know if he does or doesn't or will or won't, but he should and say, hey, you know, this is part of the gig. These guys help pay the bills. Let's treat them respectfully. Scott.
1: And Evan, you guys are a bastion of knowledge.
0: Just just accept this. Anyway. I thought you were gonna say something else there. Like, yeah, you guys are bastion of no, oh, okay. I thought it was going somewhere else. <laughs> Evan, you See, sure. <laughs> on to our next topic.
1: Let's meet the Mets. And let's meet the Mets front office. There there appears to be a big dramatic problem that is brewing in the front office by picking agent Van
0: Wegenen as
1: GM. Brody Van Wagen. I'm sorry. You're right. I shouldn't
0: say the first name. Yeah, just in case people don't know him. Yes. But I find it interesting the way it played out is that the Mets asked Van Wagen to assist with the search in their GM search. So, And then it became apparent that, hey, maybe you should just take the gig yourself. I always find it interesting when somebody helps the process at the start and then winds up being the candidate. Just why weren't you in the pool in the first place? and now all of a sudden this is a position you think you want. Just an interesting dynamic in which it came about.
2: Yeah, and he's not the first agent to make this jump from being on one side of negotiations to the other. Um, The Arizona Diamondbacks, I believe, have had two GMs that were agents first. Uh, There is a whole host of conflicts of interest here. Uh, First of all, he represents... Like the entire team, you know, he represents uh, Jacob Degrom, he represents Jonas Aspädes, he represents Noah Syndergaard, Todd Frazier, Brandon Nimmo. There's a few other guys as well. Um, Those are all situations that he's going to have to obviously maneuver his way out of.
0: Well, let's let's but let's say that he has severed ties with CAA, which he had any financial ties. Yeah, he there are some clauses here. He will not be dealing directly in the negotiations with the players that he used to represent. Which he'll set the tone for those talks. Okay, but the provisions are there. Now, they're trying to address these things, but the fact of the matter is
2: sure, that, and, that that exists. And you know full well when you're represented by an agent, you know, you may share things with him or her that, you know, you, you might not want the team like to know. Like my shoulder hurts? <laughs> it, it, sure, yeah. And, and now suddenly he's on the he can't unhear the things that he's heard from his clients over the years. Um, he said that he talked to Jacob deGrom. I'm sure he talked to all these guys. Um, but it does make you wonder... Uh, the extent to which uh, there is some conflict of interest here that can't be avoided no matter how much they put in his contract that he can't negotiate with these guys or how much they say that he has to avoid X and Y. Um, it's kind of a weird situation. Well,
1: yeah. you talk about weird. Remember sometimes words that you've uttered in the past can come back to bite you in the Tookus. Well, remember tuchus. in Tookus. That's, that's my cleaned my up version. My came this- with <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: it. <laughs> Let me get me started on the words. We can't brings in <laughs> I brought in Tukas. Give me man. a give me a little throat here. Tukus. <laughs> can you do it? See, I can't do that. Like
2: you can. can. you spell it? No. T. T-, 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 T- He's halfway y- to Chachki. <laughs> anyway, Van <bad> Wagner. <laughs> <Bubbleized work. laughs> remember,
1: he said back in the spring he thought there was some collusion. I do with uh, the in the MLB, and I'm like now. You're one of us. All what right, happened?
0: Can we put some big boy pants on for a little while, Bar? Sure. Not to say you didn't, but in these okay. conversations. And people have brought up what he said about Jacob deGrom, too. Well, the Mets should either sign him long-term, lock him up, or trade him, right? Right. Let's remember that the man had a job at the time. He was the agent for Jacob deGrom. He was the agent for other ball players. He came with an agenda to say what he said, so let's put the big boy pants on and let's realize that sometimes, in his position, in the war of leverage and these labor talks, sometimes you say things to get a little leverage to push someone a certain way. I don't put so much credence into well because he said this. How is he ever? I mean, my now for sure he's got to lock up David, Jacob deGrob long term. He represented Jacob grab He can now put on a different hat. He's a big boy. He can put on that different hat and say, Oh, whoa, whoa, my interests right now are no longer what they were then. My job is not to get Jacob DeGrom the biggest, longest, fattest contract that he wants with the New York Mets. My job is now to take care of the future and the current of the New York Mets. And you better believe Jacob DeGrom understands that.
2: Wait, I I want to push back on this a little bit because I'm not, my opinion is not that he's unfit to do this. I just totally understand how there may be people out there who players of his who may have shared information with him. Tony Clark, who runs the MLBPA, you know, who this guy was on conference calls with probably ad nauseum talking about the player's approach to ownership and how they wanted to change the dynamic there. I can totally understand why there are people out there who might look at this and say, man, that, that, that's an unfortunate situation for, for me. And I, and I worry maybe not intentionally about things that, that Brody may do. But just subconsciously, the things that he knows, the, the, the playbook state he secrets. understands. You're saying state sec- yeah, but you know what? These sure, guys understand and- the playbook.
0: They know. They, they know the playbook. There, there are no state secrets. There did, really aren't. Any did you, state I secrets assume, and, and this is take
2: this with a huge grain of salt. I assume you saw Scott Boris's comments. Another, nah. you know, another G- super super agent. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Boris Corporation stands for total commitment to players. And while I've been offered many opportunities with teams, I would never violate the trust that I have with any player, and that's very important to what I do. So, and, in other
1: words, he's saying that <laughs> he he's a sellout. Is what he's saying bluntly. Once again, yeah,
2: and he's saying that he is he has violated the trust that was placed in him with conversations that he's had with the union and with the players. Now I'm not
1: saying it. That's what
0: that's Scott Boris saying it, right? That well, again, big boy pants. Scott Boris has a job. Of course, his job now is to solidify himself as this power agent, fight for the players. He needs. He wants new players to come to him. This statement is exactly what I would want to hear if I was looking for a new agent. And by the way, if this doesn't work out for Brody Van Wagenen, let's consider it from his side. If this GM thing doesn't work out, would he get a four-year deal? Brody's what, 44, 45 years old? He's he's prob- yeah, he probably wants... Hey, thank you for saying 44 is young. Yeah. He probably is going to want to do or something else in this business, and odds are GMs don't last 10 years. So he's taking a risk too that. Can he go back? Can he go back to this agent world, agent life, having now flipped to the other side? There's risk for him, too. There are consequences to actions. He took this action. Let's see how it turns out for him.
1: By the way, you know how I know this was a good story? Because I talked to my mother-in-law, and she's, and she's <laughs> down in Florida. Name? Eileen. Eileen Friel. Eileen Friel. And, Eileen Friel. and, okay. she, and she said... What is going on with the Mets? They used to live here in the New York area. Right. So she's like, "What's going on the, with the Mets?" Tell I'm her like, to move Ooh.
0: to Port St. Lucie yeah. and see him in uh, in the winter. Yeah, she's been there. Oh, okay. oh, I'm yeah. sure she has. Oh yeah. So,
1: well, before we go on to the next topic, how do you spell Tukus?
2: Uh, there seems to be some um, debate about the proper way to Classic spell it. Debate. I see T-U-K-U-S.
1: I see. I was going to say that, but then I, I caught see
2: myself. T-O-K-U-S, and I see that's t- the Greek spelling T-U-C-K-U-S. I like the C-K-T-O-C. Okay.
1: That sounds like the way you would spell
0: it. Yeah. And then Medina, our producer, was yelling at me in between, and I had to say that she was Mashugana. <laughs> spell that. You can go figure it out. Have you seen those commercials, by the way? It's like, I think Carmel. The car service? Oh yeah. What are you, Meshugana? Yeah, I did yeah, see that commercial. Oh my! I, it and is. And they're the, like yelling out of yeah, the window. Yeah, and then yeah. they slow-mo it, and it's like what are you, Meshugana? I, I don't even understand what they're doing. Who are they appealing I was to? I'm very confused. Is it with that is commercial. it only like older Jewish women who but take these car services? You remember the
1: commercial? That it's done its job.
0: It's almost enough to say I'm not using that car service. Have you seen it? <laughs> I have not seen yeah, it. Yeah. No. Go to you need right away. Google uh, YouTube. What are you, Meshugana? gonna it's it's awful it's (laughs) I could just see someone pitched it but the part that somebody approved it and said yeah let's go with it but that's what a commercial does you're
1: supposed to remember the product which you did I guess I just it uh, uh let's talk about the Maryland football program and DJ Durkin's return to Maryland as the football coach lasted one day
0: well, I love that I've been doing because I love when we when we end <laughs> up where we said we would end up, but it's, it happens so quickly.
2: Yeah, no one's surprised by this. As we talked about this earlier in the week, uh, we expected there to be more chapters to this. Well, I think saga. someone's surprised by
0: this. The board of trustees is surprised by this.
2: Are, I'm not even sure if they're surprised by it. They, they they were the ones. The board of regents made the decision to keep him. Uh, Maryland President Wallace Lowe... Who had been opposed to keeping him accepted their decision. The decision did finally rest with him, and he reversed that decision. Should he have uh, About quit? a been, day later. I, and I don't want. I, well, I mean, we stay away from opinion. Should, but he said D. he would to retire? Have no, or, no, no, no. Wally slow. Oh. Should he? Should I mean he, said he announced he until was retiring at the end of the year. Is, yeah. that,
0: is this not a great time to be like you know what I I can't do this.
2: Should, yeah. I mean yeah the the amount of people here who in my opinion. Should have acted differently. Uh, is, <laughs> From the is, is a very, the is coaches, a very yeah. long list. Um, Maryland finally got to what I think most people would agree was the the logical and and, okay, and righteous. Give me the business end, end. end. Give me the Maryland football business end. of it. Yeah. So they're firing him uh, without uh, with call. I uh, sorry without, without cause. cause. Uh, so they're paying him the the rest of his contract. He's owed sixty five percent of the rest of his five year deal. Depending on how you read the contract, I see it as about five and a half million dollars. So they have to pay that. There's certainly a chance of further lawsuit, right? If he wants to sue for defamation over the whole process, uh, he has that right. They're paying a buyout to the strength coach, you know, the guy who was running the practice when Jordan McDare uh, passed away, um, they now have to hire a new coach. You know, that's that's going to cost money. There is obviously some damage done to the football program. They've lost recruits.
0: Well, we haven't gotten to the possible wrongful death suit. Wrongful death yeah.
2: suit. That's coming against the university, not yeah. just the football program. Right. Um, comes from the same coffer. I mean, that's I, where it comes from. Sure, yeah. And, and again, as you said, this is a football team that relies heavily on the university. In a conference where most of these schools do not, you know, University of Michigan, Wolverines, they're not getting student fees. They're not getting money from the university. Remember
0: they were taking away phones from professors at Rutgers to help pay for football. Are we getting to the point where we're going to start seeing if I send my kid to Maryland who doesn't care about football, doesn't go, just wants to learn about fill in your major here. Wait, are they going to start getting short because so much money? is being devoted to football? I mean, it's already happening.
2: Yeah, yeah. There, there's already millions of dollars that are leaving the University of Maryland, the, the academic side, that are going to athletics. And and a large part of that, you mentioned Rutgers, and Rutgers is a good comparison because they were both schools who maybe maybe shouldn't have been in the Big Ten, but were, were brought in for, for TV rights reasons, who are now spending way more than their means just to try to keep pace with Ohio State and Michigan State and Michigan. Seems like my wife should be a football coach or administrator oh, at one of these Big Ten schools. She well, doesn't listen. But see, or, not, not
1: all the way through, anyway. There's a reason why you don't hear about MIT's football team. Know why? But I hear about Stanford's football team. Yeah, I, I get it, but I mean, Do you? People, people... No, I don't. I mean, I mean look, it's MIT is like you're there, you know you're there to learn. And I'm not knocking Maryland at all because there are a lot of great programs out of Maryland but you know that
0: there's a big football program there so yep okay again i still just don't understand how this group of trustees or regents whatever you want to call them had such little foresight and Barr, i know you're gonna like this point i'm gonna make this might have happened because some certain players walked out yeah whether it was one or two or three Remember Missouri football? I remember Was it last that. year? Okay. That's right. The players have learned, not in the process, the players learn, they know the collective power they have. When, and we know it's been discussed, some teams have discussed maybe sitting out the Final Four or the college football playoff, you want to make a statement as a college football athlete and leave an imprint, you need a ring, you need a bowl trophy, you need something in the record book. What happens when something so egregious is out there where the night before the championship game, the team has a meeting in the hotel boardroom and says, we ain't playing. We're not doing it. Could you imagine the panic? NCAA, school president, school... And you know those school coaches who come out there? And I'm talking about anybody. Nick Saban on down. When the players collectively say, we ain't playing, what do you think happens to that person? Remember the movie,
1: The Right Stuff? And there was a point in the movie where... The,
0: I remember Rudy when they put the jerseys down.
1: Oh, that don't give me. You're gonna that. Crying, you gonna start crying? I'm gonna start crying on that. Remember, there was a point when there was a guy. He was getting on. Now they have assembled the uh, the whole uh, team, the Mercury team, and they're like, uh, "All right, you, you're gonna do this or that, or you're gonna be fired." And all of the astronauts then turned to him and said collectively, "Who are you gonna get?
0: Who are you gonna do? Heck, yep."
1: And that's basically what happens when the entire team says,
0: "Oh heck no." It's just the power structure. And the players understand all the power was with these coaches and administrators and universities. Evan's kind of sighing. He doesn't
2: think it'll ever happen. I think it's going to happen. I don't think it. I'm not saying it'll never happen. Um, I don't. I don't think players fully understand. I mean, they're these are 19, 18, 19 year olds. You know, it's it, it's easy for us sitting in this chair. The the amount that we know about how this world works, it's easy for us to say, oh, they, they, they've got to see. They have to see the power that they have. I don't think that most players understand. The power that they have. Uh, again, this this Maryland group of the, it's with three players that walked out. I mean, it, I'm sure it had an impact. Uh, the fact that the student government w- was organizing a protest, I'm sure, also had an impact. But it takes a spark, um, Evan. It does take a spark. Players,
0: then you get the outside leader comes in, the Ramogi Huba comes in, or, or you get an NFL player. Somebody comes in and says, guys, let's talk.
2: Yeah, it, I think basketball is probably a better... Avenue fewer, for this, yeah, people. you need you, you don't One need that many people. One or two stars, and that's it. The University of Washington, Wisconsin, I think, came the, the yes. closest to this a yes. couple years ago in in the NCAA tournament. Um, I'm not saying it, it it will never happen. I would love it to happen. Um, but I am not holding out my breath for a for a an NCAA basketball revolution where players realize, oh my gosh, we've got all the power in the world here if we just refuse to play. Small um, victory, small. I, I do baby think steps. I do think that if you're a, it's a concern if you're ESPN or if you're well, Fox Sports. Of course. Um, I've, I have for a while tried to figure out what what is in these contracts about what happens if a team refuses to play, if that is on the university to pay it, if it's on the conference to pay it, if the the networks are supposed to just eat that money. All right, and. Um, Would you find out? I, I, I don't have a full answer yet. Well, that's, that's okay. Uh, yeah, we I just don't have, don't have a full answer yet. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's something that is certainly on the minds of people. But, you know, a couple years ago, it felt like we were close to this inflection point, you know, with what was happening at Northwestern, trying to unionize um, with the University of, of Wisconsin, probably the most woke college basketball team that the uh, of the past couple years, and... Um, and, you know, flash forward two years, and, and this is where we are right now. Uh, I don't think much has changed, and as much as I would like it to, I'm concerned that, you know, we're not going to see I just that. think the
0: environment with the NCAA and all that's happening, and you got this trial, that it's it doesn't take 65 guys. It takes one or two or three, and then you get the outside forces that sort of descend upon the university, and, and it's sort of that ball rolling down, the snowball down the hill. And, and then, the, then the CNN shows up, and, and the national media starts asking, right. qu- and then you have this thing. And, I mean, this is a player death. And yes. so it, it took a, just a few guys to be like, oh, no, 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 no. Then all of a sudden, one day later, we have a change of heart.
2: And not just a player death, a player death because of negligence because of on negligence. behalf of and that's the not people putting put in charge to safeguard these guys' well-being. Right. Yeah,
1: so. we got to shift the topic here uh, a little more if you want to call it lighthearted. Boston Red Sox, they held their parade again. Congrats. You know, at, hallelujah, they held the parade, the duck boats going down.
2: Beer's flying. Yeah, and some <laughs> yeah. fool. Damaging,
0: flying. Uh, well, he yeah, got arrested, right?
1: Yeah, he got arrested. You throw a full can of
0: beer, several cans
1: of full beer.
0: Well, doesn't that always happen? To, I've seen this during parades where they've thrown it. They, somebody on, on the player has caught it, popped it open. and yeah,
2: The Gronk spike? Yeah, the yeah, Gronk, Gronk, Gronk that's spike. The, <laughs> I mean, that's the, the Gronk fact Gronk is we've
0: thing. seen it just, just this just seemed to damage—somebody got hit and somebody damaged but Well, this Cora has got hit,
1: someone yeah. else—a bystander got hit. And, and I'm not saying it's smart. They but. wrecked the, the trophy. Well, I shouldn't say wrecked, but they damaged the, guy, the trophy.
0: On the air, you don't even know this. You're talking to the guy who gave away his kids Halloween candy last night.
1: Man, why would you do that, man? Just savage.
0: But I didn't mean to. It was an accident. How my did you my do wife this? poured his stuff out into the bin on the table. I right. was in the garage at the time. I came in, thought we had extra. Oh. We had a late knock on the door. I wanted to rid us of all the inventory. I dumped the whole thing into the three or four. Oh. And then she said, where's his stuff? What are you talking about? He just gave it away. Wait, Ugh. does he know what happened? Did he get upset? You, you ready for the champion? Just, I have to replace it. That's all. Left it at that. I, have to I replace love your it. son. Salutations, salutations to Jackson. Salutations to, Jackson yeah. but what, is I mean, cool. I didn't. I should have known because our candy, our, our our candy was terrible, and I should have seen that this was good candy, like that we had gotten the Reese's. While out, oh yeah, some Reese's. Wait, what did you give out as your candy? We, Evan, help me. We gave out Tootsie Rolls,
2: Tootsie Roll <laughs> Pods, t- and Dots. Say no more. I, there uh, were, there were I dots got Sia. them on sale
0: at Target. How much money do you think I'm spending on, on Halloween Sigh. candy? Got it's them it's on sale at Target. You could step up your candy game once a year. you you live in yes. and support my wife and tell me what I can Here's do once a year. some carrot sticks, uh, kids. <laughs> It was was it Apple Scott
2: Scott's playing the long game here. Next right, year I, no one's going to come to the v- house.
0: Votes for father of the year for Scott 0. You got any other numbers of the uh, the week for us bar? If I would have said I'd be <laughs> in a pumpkin patch <laughs> missing all of Halloween candy.
1: I'd have said they were crazy. What's he talking about? Alright, anyway. You don't even I, I missed up the line, so don't <laughs> anyway. <laughs> my goal is if you don't want to be the number one pick. That's something I've been dreaming of since the kids.
0: Feels better to be number one than number five. I'll wear the number because three. of
1: Mike. We have a chance to go for three in a row. Good numbers at a good time. When I first start wearing that number, I would just happy and proud. Bloomberg, business of sports, the number of the week. <laughs> uh number of the week. Uh here's the number. Alright. Five hundred twenty-one.
0: Evan and I, Evan and I look at each other.
2: The number of home runs that A-Rod hit in his career. No, um, was McCo- is is this Willie McCovey. That's it. Wow. Yeah, Willie McCovey, McCovey, Co. five twenty one. Yeah. It's, uh, I got
1: really close. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a – and Willie McCovey, I mean, just a Hall of Famer. A great Giants player. Uh, he passed several days ago. Died at the age of 80. Uh, this guy – I remember him as a kid when I was – Watching him play, and it's like wow in the All Star game because yeah. that's the only time back then you could actually see these guys play, yeah. and it was just amazing. And like six foot four, two hundred
0: pounds. You, you know what I remember, I mean, I, and I've met Willie McCovey a few times out out in San Francisco. Bar, you're you're a big guy. You're you're a big guy, girthy, right? Yeah, yeah. I shake your hand. Your hand is bigger than my hand. Like it's a it's a strong handshake. You shake Willie McCovey's hand, you lose your hand. <laughs> like yeah. it just disappears yeah. it's like like you know the what do they say it's it's like you know things of meat slices of meat he had like a 60 ounce porterhouse handshake it, and that made him stretch yeah 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 so, just a big uh, big dude and from by all accounts by the way one of the nicest guys i i mean like i said i don't make these grand proclamations off of a few meetings but people who repeatedly dealt with him said it was just one of the nice guys
1: well godspeed willie mccovey because you will be missed you are listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports. We're here each and every week at the same time, plus online as a podcast. We're available. You can catch that Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I'm Michael Barr on Twitter at Big Bar Sports,
2: and I'm Evan Novi Williams. You can follow me at Novi underscore Williams,
0: and I'm Scott Soschnick. You can follow me on Twitter at Soschnick. Thanks for joining us. Please tune in next week when we speak with the biggest and brightest in the sports business industry. That's who we talked to right now, and, I mean?
2: and we will have a guest next week. Yeah, like, we'll we have we a guest promise. next week.
0: Should we explain <laughs> that we had a, like a very late, 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 late? We're not we going to say who. A late cancellation. Late, late, late Won't cancellation this week. We're not going to put that person on the chopping block. Yeah. No, right. but we had
1: a lot of fun. Just, just us wrapping around.
0: We did, and this is this happens. What I mean, people's schedules are busy, and things happen. I mean, no, no harm, no foul. But we do like to bring though. The folks in the industry once a week to let them give you their insight into what's happening because we may be the reporters and and see what's going on, but these are the people doing the business every day, right? And they add a very valuable insight.
1: By the way, I got to add this and they haven't a chance. You know, I I love my Perkins. I know you the, love your in, Perkins in the Milford area. I, excuse me, I used the word Girthy before. Yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the Kmart oh, where in that complex,
0: that, that's shutting down. Do me a
2: favor. That's because the Walmart no, next door is so big. Right. No, do, it ready? is. Medina, yeah, you're going to love this. Walmart. Do me a
0: favor, Bar. Can you go get my Halloween candy for next year now? I guarantee it's going to be a big sale. Can It'll you, keep get the if Kit, I get the candy corn. Kit-Kat? No, Kit Kat, Snickers.
2: Candy I'll take the candy corn. Why would you I'll, get candy corn? No. Candy Why corn candy is candy corn? Yeah. I'm,
0: worst, worst can- right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do another movie reference for you, Medina. But I'm not going to say the actual movie. Worst candy It is. is...
2: I, oh my god, I don't know! Where's Pain there is? Where's Pain there
1: is?
0: <laughs> bar, do you know it? Weird no, science?
1: I don't! Oh wait, yes! Oh my god, yes! I, I, yes, you know, he, he, got, got, he got hit in
0: the. Where's Pain there
1: is? Chicks can't hold their smoke. That's what That's it is.
0: What it is. <laughs> Give You're... me the key! Give me the key! <laughs> you, you didn't know. even got a license, Lisa! You don't! <laughs>
1: Oh, we fell off. How you uh, doing? How you doing? <laughs> what are you listening to, Mark? Uh It's yes, the Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio around the world as a podcast where available.